Andrew Thompson with us from postwrestling.com. You can go to the website postwrestling.com and check out Andrew Thompson's interviews on YouTube as we have our conversation. Hit that subscribe button to see some of the best interviews out there with WWE, AEW, and the Independence as well. Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube. And he joins us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jonathan Hood, here on ESPN Chicago. Drew, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. Jonathan, I appreciate you having me on, man. I was uh, I was glad I was glad to see uh, you know that you reached out, and and I'm I'm glad to be on the show, and I'm glad to uh, you know I'm, I'm honored to talk to you, man. It's gonna be cool. No, it's great to talk to you, man, and what a great time too. As we record this here on February the fifteenth, it's it's crazy, right? So the breaking news that we learned uh, this morning is about Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes no longer in All Elite Wrestling. So we knew that their the contract uh, was had lapsed uh, going into 2022, and now it's official because there was a release from Tony Khan, from Brandy, and from Cody saying that they're no longer working together. What's your initial reaction to that news? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a massive story, man. A massive story. Like as soon as I saw the the initial statement from AEW, and then you see the the following statements from Cody and both Brandy Rose as well that, that you know they seemingly mutually agreed to part ways and things didn't work out it's a massive story like um you know me and you were kind of chopping it up a little bit before you know before we started recording and um you know cody he you know the option is there for him to go to wwe that's what a, a lot of credible sources are saying um like earlier Hermani and you know uh fight was on sean rose happening you know dave Meltzer and those alike uh have been reporting that you know there's the option is there for him to go to wwe and you know as i mentioned we were kind of chopping it up about how you know, he initially left WWE because they didn't view him as that marquee main event talent that he envisioned himself as. Then this dude leaves the company and then he finds his own way, you know, gets in the mix of the Bullet Club. And then, you know, that turns into his own thing, turns into the elite. And then that turns into AEW and then he turns himself into a marquee star. And now he is without question the hottest free agent on the market right now. And it, 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 it's just a crazy story overall, man. And I, I, I doubt that this like the initial story is only I feel like this is like just the the, the the sort of the tipping point of all the other stories that might unfold from this. So so Andrew, so here's how I look at it. So you know, Cody Rhodes left the WWE and people thought, "Oh my god, you're actually leaving the WWE to go to independence." Then going to Japan and then being one of the founders of AEW. Well, people looked at Cody as a hero for leaving, right? It's like, man, you get tired of dressing up like your brother and start and, and looking like a cat and, you know, and, and dressed up in, in face paint. I get it, right? After a while, you're like, you're not, no one's listening to you in the, in the front office, so you're going to leave. Cool. But here's the thing like, the WWE had a, over $180 million profit last year, so they're good money wise. But Cody Rhodes will be coming back for the money. But you know Cody's ego. He's like his old man. He wants to be in the main event. How, how do you think that things will change if Cody returns? Because remember, what happens outside the WWE to Vince doesn't matter. Man, see, that, that, see that's a real interesting point because could, could, is there a possibility that anything might, might change? I mean, like once Cody signs it, like if, if, he does, if he does indeed sign with WWE and that's where he's heading, um, of course, I'm sure that at some point, you know, specifics or, or, or some specifics regarding that potential deal uh, may or may not come out. But just looking at it from the surface level, I think we all sort of know, you know, within the confines of WWE, that is one man, his vision and what he says goes and everything that pops up on WWE television gets cleared by him before before that. And, you know, as we all know, Cody is a seemingly a very creative individual. So I think it's going to be a real. I, I think it's going to be a test, you know, to, to see if, you know, he'll be able to flex his creativity in, in, in a space like WWE. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think it's going to be real interesting more so to see how it like we, we, talk, we all talk about hypotheticals right now. But like if he does indeed go there, I think it'll be very interesting to see what his steam is or, or how popular he is or how people react to him, you know four or five months into it because I, I think initially doing that initial stage it's, it's just going to be you know on fire just because he's the first guy to jump from from AEW to WWE and um yeah man it, it's, it's definitely going to be one of those interesting stories and like I said earlier I think it's this is just like 
this is the mark. This is the main story right now. But I think all the little stories that are going to come out, you know, in the following days and, and coming weeks is going to be some of the most interesting stuff, uh, you know, that's going around in the news right now. Drew, I got two words for you. John Morrison. <laughs> and, and here's why I give you John Morrison. So, you know, the story of John Morrison, a tag team uh, with The Miz, and they were over. It was, you know, it was a great tag team for the WWE. John Morrison had to leave the WWE because Vince McMahon, he had Michael Cole on the broadcast. This whole parkour thing and all that exercise, I don't get it, right? Even though John Morrison looks like a million dollars and still looks like a million dollars today, dude goes to Impact Wrestling, goes to Lucha Underground, goes to, you know, overseas, goes to Mexico, goes to Japan, and he gets himself over, man. He goes all these places proving that he could be a champion because he looks good, is a good promo, not a great promo, but a good promo. But the point is, though, is that he looks the part. He goes back to the WWE and he's right back in the same fucking spot with the Miz. All right, right? And so what I'm I'm not saying that Cody Rhodes is gonna have, you know, be stardust and be, have face paint. <laughs> but but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I I don't see him being in the main events. I don't because ex- I know that's where Cody thinks he sh- he should be, but I'm just I'm just telling you that Vince holds a grudge. He doesn't like the stuff that I'm sure that Cody and others are saying about the WWE, and Man. I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that there will be a buzz. Yes, there will be a buzz. But right, but it's like, oh, I remember Cody. Yeah, he was in the mid card. You know what? Mid card. I'm just, I, I, I think that's going to happen because there's only two people that has autonomy as much as Vince. Vince has the pencil, but only Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Those are the only two that can actually be able to do their own thing, and a whole company that big. I think I think Cody's gonna get paid, but I don't think he's gonna be happy. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I, you bring up some real excellent points. It just touch on your last point about him getting. If, if he does go, he's definitely you know he he, he, gonna, he gonna get him a nice a, a nice payday. And you know, Cody has spoken uh, in a multitude of interviews. And you know, he has said uh, countless times uh, that he's you know he's always been looking to sort of. Uh, transition out of wrestling on a full time basis, like around you know the age of forty and stuff like that. He's he's been saying that for uh, for quite some time. But like going back to your point on the creative part, dude, it, it, it's it's a crapshoot. It, it it really is him him going there, and it also depends on like what he's looking for. And, and like you said, I do think that internally, Cody believes that by him doing what he's doing now, he could might he might be able to transition himself into that marquee main event WWE talent. But like when you when you bring up some of the points that you mentioned, it's like Vince McMahon, you know, seemingly, you know, through the the NXT the NXT one point or whatever you want to refer to it as, threw that model to the side, and that model was you know had some of the top talents had one of the best rosters, and they were like selling out the the Barclays Center and the Staples Center and the Motor Center, you know, bringing in that live gate revenue for the. Uh, for the takeover shows and the, it, it was doing really well prior to the pandemic and you know all that got scrapped for what the you know current iteration of NXT is now and you know he did that to somebody who, who was the head of that brand who is a, a family member of his so I can only imagine um, you know the ideas that could come to his head if he had somebody from that competition uh, you, you know even though they you know seemingly didn't like to acknowledge that you know AEW was their competition or is their competition I should say so yeah, man, I, I definitely think it's a crapshoot. Like Cody going there, like it, it's either gonna be hit or miss. Like I think at first, like how you just said, it, it, it's, it's gonna be you know a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the first guy to come from you know AEW over to WWE. So, but, uh, but after four or five months, three months, you know, maybe even less than that, you know, I, I think it remains to be seen. You know how he could be presented uh, under the WWE banner. This you know this this upcoming go around if it if it does come to fruition. Drew, I've been following your work for a while, so I know you know the business. And you've talked to so many wrestlers over the years. What percentage of you believes that this is a work? Uh, I, I, see, I, I think it's always that like internal feeling within all of us, not even just myself, but then most of us that like pay attention and we're sort of on the ground level of professional wrestling and sort of the ins and outs, if you will. I, I think it's always that feeling of, you know, could, could it be, could, could it might be, could, could it not be? And like, I, I would say if I had to say like a percentage wise, I'd probably say like 15 to 20% makes me think, makes me think it's a work. Just, just a little bit. Cause I mean, I, I, Cody is a, um, you know, he, he seems like one of those 
type of storyteller guys. Like he's always been that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I, I think that's always been his bread and butter right there. Is the not necessarily like he Cody can you know he can handle handle his own in the ring, but I always think he's always been like more of the storyteller and the dramatics of it all, and you know, getting people real wrapped up in it. Like that's that, that, that's what he does. That's what he always has done. So I would say like fifteen to twenty percent, but the rest of me definitely thinks that this is you know a, a legit story. Uh, and, and Cody might well Cody is on his way out of, of AEW, or possibly you know heading back to WWE. I um I was told by Mark Henry, and I've worked with Mark Henry from time to time on Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight mm-hmm. Nation. He told me he said Hood, you know that Cody loves to watch old school wrestling. I said no, I didn't know that. He goes. I go into his office, knock on the door, and he's got, like, Mid-South on. He's got NWA when his dad worked for the NWA. He's got Florida on. He's just got it, like, on one of his screens in his office. And, you know, he's got to stop it, obviously, to talk to Marco, whatever meetings. But he's there watching and studying. And some of that great storytelling, long-form booking, if that's what AEW's for. I know people want to have stuff done right away, but AEW is kind of that slow-build company that it takes a while to be able to get to you know to the crescendo of a of a program. He said that Cody was just sitting there watching that stuff to make me think, well, if he's an old school wrestling fan, which I can understand, it's in his blood, right? But it's like, man, maybe there is this percentage of me that thinks, yeah, it's you know, he's gone now, but he's will be returning because of some bigger angle, right? I mean, listen. I mean, listen, I mean, he's got two T V shows on Turner TV. So it's like I I, I mean, I don't know. You you go back to the WWE for what? You're paid, okay? So your your kids your kids' kids are paid. Okay. But you're not going to be amongst that top six or eight in the WWE. It's just not happening, man. Ain't happening. Hey, you you wanna know it's crazy, like I, I See, see, the thing about WWE is and, and, and the way that they structure things and more so, I, I think we should just say, you know, Vince McMahon, because, you know, we all know as clear as day that that's where the directive is coming from. Like, if, if, they, if, if he or, you know, those close to him don't view you within that upper echelon talent-wise, that you will never be that, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how much buzz you get, it's just not happening. Like, you look at some of the talents today, like, we can even look at a recent example, like, um, like Mustafa Ali, you know, who requested yeah. his release from WWE, and they they're, they're not giving it to him. You know, he sent out his tweet. Um, see, it's not like confirmed exactly what he was talking about, but I think a lot of people sort of put the pieces together. You know, when he said that he'll see everybody in about two and a half years, and you know, things of the sort. And like you, you look at a guy like him. I think everybody kind of sees the potential in, in in Mustafa Ali, and and you know what he can add to a TV product, and, and what he can do, of course, in the ring. And you look at, you know, guys like Ricochet or, or, or guys like Big E, man. Like it, it, you, you see a lot of people in the company who have this 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 thing about them. And, and, and a lot of people really gravitate towards these people. And it seems like WWE, sometimes they, they it's either they hit or they miss. And seemingly most of the time it's like they miss with, with, with most of the guys in this life. And, and, and most of their, uh, and some of their women's division too. So, like, with, with Col- I, I, I think... That like me and you sort of you know we on the same wavelength as far as Cody has a belief he might have a belief of what he thinks is going to be like when he gets there, but I think it's going to be a whole different thing you know once he signed on that dotted line and then you know you, you you under the ownership or under the directive of you know one man who if he see if he sees you a certain way then that's how you're going to be presented and no matter what you think of yourself no matter how hot you are no matter how much social media buzz you get. If he does not view you in that light, then it, then it's not happening. And I, I actually wanted to uh, actually wanted to uh, ask you to like I, I was actually planning on asking you about the um you know the the, the road to the top show and you know the go home the go big show and stuff like that. Yeah. You had for, you, you had you had already elaborated on it a little bit, but but I, I think it was just a um, you know sort of a, a, a nice little factor or, or crazy factor, if you will. You know the fact that he still has. I think the go big show is like still active on the. On TBS right now, like I think there was that show like three shows in on the on, on this current season and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's interesting, man. Well, then, well, now you at some point you might have two WWE superstars on Turner Television because John Cena's on one of those shows too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so which is tripped out, right? Cena's on a on a Turner show and and so good Cody. So it's like I I don't know, man. It just it's just a crazy time. Um. So uh, another story that's emerging as well just shows you how uh, 
a bizarre 2022 is right now for wrestling is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, man. I, I found Kevin Owens' uh, promo interesting um, just the other night. And it makes me think that that the WWE is struggling to sell tickets in Dallas. This is a daunting task to be able to have two nights and, and Jerry World, right? And so what is the likelihood that Steve Austin actually comes back to wrestle for the first time in 19 years? Man, so and, and, and I, I, I think that story, that, that was story was um, first reported by, by Fight for Select. I had my bad seen that on the timeline. I saw that on the timeline last night as we were recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, it was worded that they had made an overture to Steve Austin and they're, you know, openly expressing to him, you know, about the idea and the possibility of this, you know, of, of this happening, this return match happening. You know, Austin's, as everybody knows, his last match uh, was at WrestleMania 19 in 2003. And Austin is, what, 57 years old right now? Yeah. Um, and, but see, the thing is, like, I, I, I don't know if this is directly co- connected, Jonathan. Like, I'm, I'm, this is just, um, you know, sort of like a, I, I, I guess you could consider it some link to the story, I guess. Like, if you know, you take it however you will. But um, last summer uh, in August, Austin had purchased the ring from Hasbats. And uh, I, I don't know what, like, what he purchased that ring for, but they went and installed it at his, um, you, you know, in his in his home base or wherever he resides at. And, like, I mean, if, 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 if that is indeed, you know, you know the possibility of him coming back. I mean, do August to April. That, I mean, that that seems like well enough time to you know get get prepared to get back in the ring. Um, but but I, I definitely think that to your point that WWE is definitely struggling to sell tickets at WrestleMania. I mean, you're trying to pack out this massive stadium, you know, for back to back nights. And then you know, I, I think I, I don't know if you saw, but they're doing like the um, the, the the Valentine's Day deal or something like that, where you get like two. Like if you if you buy if you like you and your partner like buy two tickets, you get like a uh, you get like the next day free. It, 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 it's something along those lines. You can go check it out. Uh, I think they're pushing it on their digitals right now. But I, oh. I definitely think that by them, you know, try, going into the will of, of Stone Coast Steve Austin potentially, you know, being in a match, I, I do think that it shows some type of signs of them, you know, j- j- they, they just need that extra little mm. but But I still think regardless that they probably wanted Austin to appear on that show anyway because they're going to be in Texas and, you know, like why 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 wouldn't you reach out to Stone Cold to appear? But like him, him wrestling, that's a whole different ball game. Um, you know, and if if they can you know get him to agree to get back in the ring, I think that's gonna be another you know another massive story to uh, this early start of twenty twenty two that we got. Andrew Thompson, are you telling me that the WWE for WrestleMania is having one of these two for one deals like they did? Uh, in Long Island, on on in New York, because they did the same thing and they could not fill out that UBS ring. They're doing the same thing, like a ticket deal for WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it's like a ticket deal thing. Like I should, I, I should have probably like um, pulled up the specifics of it, but it, it, it's like a Valentine's Day like package type oh. thing. Like so, yeah, you, it, it, it's it's definitely that. Like that is exactly <laughs> what it is. Like I should, you, I, I think I should have definitely pulled up the specifics of it, but it is a like two for one no you know, type deal. I, I think it got to be like you and your partner, or you and your significant other, or you know, just, just you and somebody else, or, or whatever it is. But yeah, it's, it's themed under the Valentine's Day thing and. Yeah, they they're offering a package deal for for WrestleMania, so I, I definitely think they're struggling, man. Like so, dude. But you know what? We knew that though, right? Didn't we know oh, that yeah. coming in? Oh yeah, and, and I think it's just also a thing like a WWE. They like when you when you're looking at the sort of landscape right now, man. It's it's, it's like who who's hot? Like I mean, you, you got Reigns and Lesnar on top right now, and you know I think we can all see see where that's going. Like it, it, it's like with with WWE man they they, they well and also it, it also goes to them releasing you know this abundance of talents and you know they have their quote unquote you know budget cut reasons for that as they you know tell uh, the majority of these talents when you when you start to slim down your roster like this it's like you, it, it leaves you sort of with less options to sort of build up people and like they they, they have people on that roster who a lot of people endear themselves to and they could really turn into big stars but they just choose not to they like to stick to the formula of which they believe works like so it's it, like when you're looking at like even you know I think a lot of people think fondly of Drew McIntyre like ever since he sort of moved out of the WWE title picture it's like it's kind of been difficult for him to get back on that same wavelength that he was in 
in 2020 and you know sort of early 2021 and like right now like the only people that's you know that's really you know so, so sort of hot I guess you we say Roman Lesnar uh, Rousey I mean Bianca Belair Becky Lynch and then that's your that's your five right now and then you're looking at everybody else and it's like where do they fall on the card and <laughs> I, I mean like I, 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 I'm, I'm interested I just out of pure curiosity to see how this Wrestlemania two night thing uh, rounds out and I, I was I was actually curious to uh, like what, what, what's your excitement level you know going into you know Wrestlemania like is it just like you know it, 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 does it does it feel like a like a Wrestlemania to you or is it just like you know WWE about to just you know throw this thing together and you know we're gonna see what happens uh, mid <laughs> that's I think that's the term mid <laughs> Uh, I see what you're saying here. Just get your Valentine's tickets for WrestleMania 38. Get two tickets for the price of one with passcode WMLOVE. Yeah, there you go. The special offer ends on the 15th at 10 o'clock. That's so freaking sad. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right, all right. So, I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's WrestleMania, right? And so, yeah. dude, just go to the Dallas Mavericks Arena. You can you can fill that up twice. That's good enough, right? I mean, you're already mm. ma- making money hand over fist. You, they, but you don't want empty seats. You don't want to look like world class at the end at the old Cowboy Stadium with, like, 25,000 people there. I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. Um uh, so my here are my thoughts since you asked Andrew. Andrew, so the WWE has a major problem uh as far as making stars. Yeah. Do you realize that if you and I are running a promotion, the one thing that we'd look at is we get a yellow pad and we write down heels and baby faces. And even if you don't believe in heels and baby faces, then you would write down who you think is a star now, who's an emerging star, who's young and up and coming, and make a list. That way, every three to five years, your program is fresh. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, you make sure that your program is fresh. But anytime that you are continuing to go to the well for acts like Stone Cold Steve Austin and for years The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, Goldberg, when you continue to go to acts like that, having to bring Lita back uh, to squash her in six to eight minutes at Elimination Chamber, when, (laughs) when, when you are doing things like that, when you have to go borrow from the 90s, uh, or early 2000s to be able to fill a card, then you have a major problem. That This is on Vince. I mean, people say, uh, look at Khan taking, you know, getting rid of all these wrestlers. How can Nick Khan do this? This is ridiculous. How could Bruce Pritchard do this? This is all Vince. Every bit of it, right? Every bit of it is Vince. So when you look at that roster, and they don't do it now because they don't do as many house shows. But there was a time where you had wrestlers wrestling in the area of 225 or more days a year. And none of those wrestlers can get over. So so in other words, you are just going to keep rolling those wrestlers out just for the mid-card. Just to fill out Raw. Just to fill out SmackDown. Just on those TV shows. But when it comes to the tentpole events, Survivor Series... Um, you could throw Elimination Chamber in there now because it's a Saudi blood money event, so you got to have that, right? <laughs> Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. When you have your tentpole events, and yet you don't think that Big E should remain as champion, you screw Bianca Belair, and fine, Brett, Becky Lynch came back, but, you, but Bianca never got a rematch, right? Kofi Kingston gets squashed on SmackDown by Brock Lesnar. All right, cool. First day on Fox, I get it. You want to make an impact. But Kofi really never got his rematch. And so this is my issue. They are trying to figure out, well, why, why can't we sell out you know, Madison Square Garden, you know, on Christmas. How come we're struggling in our own backyard at Long Island? How come we can't fill up this, this stadium or, you know, for Raws and for SmackDowns, where it has not been a regular sellout every Monday and Friday? How come we are having, having to do these cheap-ass two-for-one deals at WrestleMania? <laughs> it's because you don't have any stars, bro. That that's why because you haven't built enough baby faces and heels, new stars for you to say, okay, this is new and fresh. I'm going going for it. This is what because you keep bringing in the old acts. I always ask, I always ask this question, Andrew. I always ask this question. So wrestling in ten years, if the WWE is still around in ten years, so who are they going to as far as nostalgic acts? Oof. Right. <laughs> Think about it, Kevin Owens. <laughs> 
Right? I, I mean, this. I, what I mean is like post Undertaker, post Edge, post. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the people that you see now in ten years, who will be the nostalgic act that you throw out there for WrestleMania? And I would say Jonathan. By, by the way, it's looking. I'm, I'm talking about strictly judging off the opportunities that they got outside of wrestling. They might they might be calling Sasha Banks and and, uh, and Roman Reigns because I like I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm 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 giving both of them probably I say three four years max full time left. Like I, I just feel like they got opportunities outside of the company, man. Like so that 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 that, that might be you know two of the people that they try to you know call in for those. You know, nostalgia acts. And like, I, I want to get your uh, sort of thoughts about this too. Like, what, do you think it says something, you know, when, and I, I use a recent example that just came to my head, um, Keith Lee, right? Yep. Keith Lee was on the main roster um, for WWE doing the whole Bearcat thing and it, it just never clicked. And I, I think we all have like come to the consensus that the best way to present Keith Lee is to just let Keith Lee be Keith Lee. And it always worked like that, even when he was on the defenders. That's why it, it always worked. And then it, it, it never clicked on the main roster. They switch them up, you know, they put them in the singlet, you know, to, so, sort of take away everything that sort of made Keith Lee the, the popular talent that he is. And then, Jonathan, you see this dude in one night on AEW, and then just like that, Keith Lee is back to Keith Lee. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's sort of like, you know, you know, we just go, going over what has already been said dozens and dozens of times, but like, when you when you see stuff like that, when you see a talent that was so, so like it, it, they were just there for the taking in WWE, and they had just just most of what you would want in a talent, and then they don't capitalize on it, and then these dudes or or, or one of these talents go to AEW, and then in one night or a couple weeks, it's like they just right back to who they were mm-hmm. pre WWE. Oh yeah, I mean you know, no, no, it can't be said enough because. There are too many examples of that, you know, with this forbidden door or just free agents that will be signed by Tony Khan or by Court Bauer and MLW or by New Japan or, or Impact Wrestling, whoever, right? We will continue to see the examples of those that you, that the WWE could have made superstars. I don't mean like the brand name. I don't mean like the lame superstar name. I'm talking about mega stars that could be put at the top of the card and you could be able to utilize that for a new generation a new feeling of the wwe so so keith lee is a perfect example of that dude comes into eight to um nxt had and he, on the indie circuit he and Dij- dijakovic they tore it up they had some great matches I, I think in your area too in maryland right yeah oh yeah oh yeah so no they, i mean in a lot of in a lot of areas around in the indies they had great matches and so they both go to the main roster and Dijakovic, for all I mean, six seven, six eight, legit, can run like a can move like a cruiserweight, but yet there is no room for him on the main roster. You put him in a bad gimmick. Keith Lee comes around, and Bruce Pritchard comes up with, "Hey, you know, there used to be this black wrestler in the fifties and sixties called Bearcat, you know, Bearcat Wright. You know what? You could be Bearcat, uh, and, and so you could do that. And so, of course, Keith also wanted to have his own rights. He wanted to have his own." Uh, to keep his own name. He didn't want to be called anything else. And so there was a disconnect from the beginning. But the point is, though, is that Keith Lee, when he was in WWE, he got cheered. People liked him. And Vince didn't see it. And so he let him go. Cool. He goes AEW, as you mentioned, in one night. And shout out to Isaiah Cassidy because... Oh, yeah, I mean, man. I mean, that Beal throw is the, one of the greatest I've ever seen, right? I mean, that's on the reel of highlights all time for AEW. And so they worked well together. And it was fantastic. Well, no shit, it was fantastic. It's Keith Lee, right? <laughs> so, so, so that's the point. That's a perfect example, a microcosm of the WWE. And look, I know everybody can't get over. Everybody can't be champion. But if you have able-bodied, quality wrestlers, young and veteran, that can be able to pay dividends for your company, you do it, right? You tr- at least try. You just don't have them out there for a couple of weeks and be like, nah, I'm good. Right, right. And, and I, I think it also comes to a, a point where there needs to be some sort of creative balance when it comes to the owner and the talent. Like, I'm not saying that you should just let, especially if it's your company, that, you know, that, that the talent should just overtake everything. But I think in order to get the, the most out of them, you have to let them express their creative ability. Like, specifically speaking about Vincent Man, this is a 74, 75, 76, however, you know, in the 70s year old man. 
I mean, he, he has his vision, you know, for how certain talents should be viewed. And, and I think that those views are a bit outdated. And the way that he sees certain talents, they are strictly in his vision. And if they'll, and, the, and if those talents are able to capitalize on what he thinks they should be, then it seems like he deems them a failure or he deems them like just not ready at the moment or, or, they, or you know, he places them beneath what their capabilities are. And that, that's what it seems. That's what it seems it has been like for, for, for quite some time. Um, you even look at a guy like, um, you, know, you can even name a guy like Ricochet. I think a lot of people see a lot of th- a lot of things in Ricochet. I do as well. I think Ricochet could be a marquee talent, but you know, in the, under the WWE umbrella, he's presented as sort of less than, yeah, you know, less less, less than what he's able to present. And, and you know, something you mentioned about the, you know, the the, the future of WWE and you know what they'll look like in ten years. That, that, that sort of like harkens back to the uh, the NXT 2.0 system. And like when I'm looking at that, like when I watch the show, like I, honestly, I, I I try not to like. Um, like, I, I, like I guess hate watch it. I, I guess is the uh, you know the the, the, the right term. I guess. Yeah. Like I, I I I try not to watch it. Like going into it, like you know th- thinking negatively about it and stuff like that. Because I, I I enjoy um you know Carmelo Hayes and, and seeing what he's doing in the next T uh 2.0 and how he sort of you know, transitioned into his own. I think that's a cool you know thing they got going on. I do like Braun Breaker, so I'm not gonna sit here you know fake the funk and try to act like you know and lie and say I don't like those two talents and seeing what they're doing but i'm talking about like shooting from a like longevity like wise type thing it's going to be interesting to see how this system works you know five four four five years from now because there's no guarantee that most of these talents are going to transition smoothly to the main roster just because you put them in a box and it's like hey you need a character and this is how it goes and you know we're gonna see what you do and like I, I feel like by them, you know, even looking back to them releasing like uh, people like William Regal who have an abundance of experience, you know, within the WWE system as it is. So they they know the ebbs and flows of it. They know what's going on. You would think that you would want people around like that to sort of nurture these young talents, man. These people who really don't have any wrestling experience. Um, you know, they coming from the collegiate backgrounds. You would think that you would want, you know, those talents like Regal, those people like Regal. And, you know, A Steel and, and, you know, these different variety of individuals that were once in the performance center to sort of guide them along the way and teach them the ins and outs of the WWE system so they can sort of have a better chance of, you know, to hopefully, you know, find any type of success in the main roster. But I feel like with, with, with what's going on right now in NXT 2.0 and it may work and it may not, uh, they're sort of, you know, baptizing some of these talents by fire. And it's like, hey, we're going to throw you out there on national television. You know, you're going to single, you're going to swim, and, you know, we're going to figure it out from there. So, like, uh, like the NXT 2.0 system, man, I, I've, I've been questioning it uh, oh, yeah. since the beginning, like, as far as, like, longevity goes. Like, because I'm, I'm just, I, 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 a part of me thinks that this is going to last for about two, three years until they try to revert back to what they once were in terms of, like, bringing in, you know, some veteran talents from the independent scene or people that have been there and done that and try to, you know, we weave it back to what it used to be. But, like, again, I think it's going to be another thing where, you know, it only remains to be seen. Okay. Well, the counter to that, and you're correct on all points, the counter to that, if if you get a chance to do Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube and you talk to Vince McMahon from his Stanford office, <laughs> you know what Vince would say? Vince would say, well, God damn it, 100... $180 million profit last year. <laughs> Billion dollars last year. And he's gonna be and he say, What's up with that? That's what he would tell you. I mean, what's your I mean, what's your counter to that, right? I mean, cause it's like $180 million in profit last year, a billion dollar company, made over a billion dollars last year. This is during a pandemic, by the way. Um your 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 Fox uh ratings uh for Friday night SmackDown is doing well. I mean, not great, but doing well. It's well over 2 million people watching live on Friday. Whatever people say about Raw, whether it's against football, the Olympics or not, it's still, you know, around 1.5 million to 2 million people watching Raw. Yeah. So so what's the counter? Like, Because he would say there's nothing wrong creative because look at the people, right? Now, now, of course, you and I both know there was a time where the numbers were much higher. And yes, there are more people watching television and doing other things than watching, you know, WWE wrestling. But the point is, though, is that Vince would say, well, look at my bottom line. Look at look how many people are watching, consuming on YouTube. Look at, you know, uh, you know, purchasing our shows on Peacock. So what's up with that? 
That's what they, he, that would be the counter. And what would you say? I wouldn't even know what to say, John. <laughs> I mean, because that's what he would tell you, right? Like Jim, Jim Ross has told me in the past, he goes, you know, when, when, even when Jim was in creative or like in, you town know, relations. Yeah, in town relations and he'd say, well, well, Vince, goddamn, what about this? Blah, blah, blah. And Vince's retort would always be, have you seen my track record? Now that's some. Now, now you know that's bullshit, right? It's like, I mean, your, your track record has nothing to do with trying to get the company better, right? That should be the challenge. All, what you just said made all the sense in the world, of course, of course. What you said made sense, but he would just say, "Well, look at the money that we're making, and look at the the revenue, and look at the merch, and blah blah blah." And so, because that's what matters to him is is what he thinks is funny. The eight wrestlers that he thinks that are over, <laughs> and that's it. Seriously, and that's the WWE story right there. The, the, eight, the eight wrestlers that he thinks is over is hilarious. No, that's, that's true that's, though, that's right? Nah, it is. That's why it's funny because it's accurate. Like I, I think that it, it's going to be sort of interesting to see what the landscape of WWE is looking like in like four to five years. Because they, they, they are like just, just judging based off of NXT two I feel like that is what the company is going to look like like i think you're going to have <laughs> and it's, it's funny what you're saying but it's true i think you're going to have like those nine ten maybe 11 talents 12 13 maybe that vince likes you know that he enjoys and he's going to mix them in you know with the nxt 2.0 people and that's those that's going to shape up his uh his main roster talent and that, that that's why a part of me if not all of me questions like the, the longevity of NXT 2.0 because it's like at some point you're going to have to start bringing in people who have legit experience with this people who have been in the game for you know 10 years 15 years like you're you're eventually going to need some of these people like in, in, in the company so yeah man it's uh <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm, I'm still laughing about the part you said the eight talents that you think seriously <laughs> I mean and, and, and guess what that NXT piece he disagreed with you there too why do we need old talent, pal? We got Mandy Rose. Yeah. Seriously. They'd be like, why, why do we need that? We got Reginald. We got Dana Brooke. Like, for real? Mm. But but you know that's not main event talent, though. It's like, well, you know, hey, we got, we got you know, Braun Breaker. All right, cool. Like, I'm down with Braun Breaker, but what about a lot of these other talents? I mean, listen, they, look, look, they, they can do whatever they want with their company. But the idea that you don't need any veteran talent like you just mentioned, and you talk to so many of them on your shows, you know, young, up-and-coming talent that's ready to get to the next level, they'd love to make that jump to the WWE. But if you're not going to put them at some point in the same stratosphere as Roman and Edge and Orton and Charlotte, you know, and, and Becky Lynch, you know, if, if you're not doing that or, or, or Bobby Lashley, I mean, some of these talents I just mentioned are part-time wrestlers. Ronda Rousey, Brock, like, it's like, okay, so what's the next generation? What's the next level of superstars that will main event for you? Um, well, Finn Balor's always hurt, pal. Yeah, Finn Balor's 40. Well, we got AJ Styles. Well, you know, that guy's up in age. He still looks good, but you're not going to put him in the main event anytime soon because those are wrestlers. You know those, those are not those are not sports entertainers, right? They they can't they can't help my company. They can't fill up a hundred thousand seat stadium. Well, this is where this is where the company is. This is why me and other wrestling journalists like yourself have speculated that there's going to be a sale here because because clearly you don't really have a vision for the next five to ten years if you're just rolling out all these guys over sixty over fifty that are wrestling in your company. Yeah, and, and, and you wanna know what like when I what something you just mentioned, like when you looking at so, sort of the marquee talents that can sort of lead the company into the next um, you know, three to four years, like on a consistent basis, like I think one of the first ones that kinda comes to mind is uh is Bianca Belair. And like so I I, I, I try especially over the past like several months, I'm I'm trying to like sort of bite my tongue as far as like because because I, I I don't want I don't want to look like a fool in the end as far as like where, where they where they might be going with her because like a, a part of me I, I would say like twenty five percent of me I, I I think it's just more so that I believe in in Bianca's ability more so than I believe in their ability to present her accurately on TV as far as what she can do but there is a part of me that thinks that the end game in this is her 
winning the Raw Women's title. That, that's what I think. And, I, and, and again, I think that's more so of a thing where I just think highly of her and not more so, I don't think it's any credit to them. I think I just think that she's a marquee talent. And I'm, 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 I, when I see her on these shows, man, it's like she clearly has everything that they could ask for, you know, in a main event talent. You know, she got the charisma, marketable as hell, you know, can, can clearly wrestle. And she's only been in a game for like five to six years. The crowd, the crowd, she has like endeared herself to, to these crowds, you know, across the U.S. You know, she's get, getting cheered in all these different types of states and stuff like that. Get, getting cheered, you know, more than Becky Lynch. And, they, you know, they when they're in the ring together sharing segments and stuff like that, they favoring Bianca Belair. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, y'all clearly have the star that you're looking for right now. Like, if anything, this would be the person I would be sort of leading the charge with. And, you know, a, a part of me wants to believe that they have that thought in mind with her, you know, even, you know, disregarding the, you know, that, I, I don't know why they had to have her lose the Becky Lynch in 26 seconds. I still, I, ooh, what I have a longer was, I, 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 I still don't, you know, get why it had to, you know, result like that. But, you know, regardless, we have where we at now. Um, and I'm looking at, I'm just like, man, you, you clearly have the talent that you're looking for. This should be the person that you should be, you know, sending the moon to, you know, set, set, put, put, uh, what would they, the, the proverbial, you know, uh, rocket shot. You know, that should be that person. Like, yeah. I see, I, I see them, they, you know, they, they send, I, I think another reason why I sort of have this belief of that is that I see them sit, send Bianca on these, like, um, sort of high profile media tours. Like, they send her to, like, represent the company at these, you know, these, like, LinkedIn events and, like, all these different type of, you know, where they would send, like, a, you know, most of their marquee talents, you know, to represent the company. And they, they, they send them, like, all these different, you know, just these high-profile media uh, media runs and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I, I think a part, of, a part of that is, like, sort of possibly, honestly, probably could be clouding my judgment. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I think it's a mix of me believing in Bianca, not believing in them, but also seeing, like, how they're, like, sort of pushing her out there to the media as far as a being a representative of the company like that. You, you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is, is, that, is, that, is that making sense? Yeah, well, I, I think also your earlier point about, you know, guys like Roman Reigns and maybe a few others will be looking at Hollywood like John Cena and like The Rock. Well, Bianca could be a Marvel hero in, in three years. Sure, I, I think my, my boy J.R. Uh, Bang from um, First Black Champ was the first one to hit me up on that. He was like, you know, you know, I've got kids here that look at her as a superhero. I was like, for real? It's like, yeah. Like, when they see her, especially those power moves, they're like, yeah, she's like a superhero, even more so than a wrestler. Like, like I know that Bianca can go, and, but it's like, do they look at her and say, yeah, you're going to be the one to replace Charlotte when Charlotte leaves or Becky? Yeah, I don't think so. Where's that Where's that rematch after she got she lost to SummerSlam, dog? Where is it? Where is it? Right? She got, I mean, she got Kofi'd. Yeah. Like, like, and Big E got, got Big E got Big E. Right? Like, you know, it's like, so where's his rematch? Yeah. So, so it's just, it's, um, it's compelling. It, it really is. Um, I'm very interested in knowing about some of the underrated talent in 2022. Like, you interview a lot of up and coming stars on your YouTube, uh, at, uh, Andrew Thompson on YouTube. Again, you can check it out. Andrew Thompson interviews. Is there are there names that you that everyone should know about that are up and coming that you like? That oh you've man, to? like there, there, there's an abundance of, of talent. Just strictly on the independent scene right now. Like uh, Jay, Jay, I hope you don't mind if I you know plug some of your show. Uh, oh. Like I, I was going to say, like if, if if anybody like if you're just curious about checking out like some of the like top independent talent, not even just top, just just people want to up and up anyway, like they, like seeing people trying to find their way and stuff like that, trying out different gimmicks and stuff. I, I highly recommend that people sign up for uh, IWTV Independent Wrestling TV. Like, there's like an abundance of promotions up there, like, pro- probably promotions in your local area that you probably didn't even know w- was there. And like, it's, like when, when I'm thinking about like, you know, some of the talents, man, that's, that, that's on the up and up, like, you know, you can say AC Mack, you know, that's in, um, you know, he, he was based out of Georgia, um, you know, action wrestling. And, you know, he just won the IWTV uh, world title from Alex Shelley, you know, at the Southeast First event, man. And AC, like, it, it, I highly recommend that people go check out that match if you can. Like, the, the crowd reaction that this dude got in his home base, it, it, 
it, it was legit unreal. Like that 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 crowd completely uh, turned on Alex Shelley and was just with AC Mack all the way because that was their you know that's their home base guy. You know, I'm thinking about a talent like Janai Kai, you know, who's based out of Washington D.C. I had interview her, and you know, I had the opportunity to see her wrestle at um you know at an independent show called Flying V um in in Maryland a couple weeks back. And man, Janai like she 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 has she's very charismatic and she has a unique look and she has you. Unique in ring ability, and I think she's going to be one on the up and up. I think one that a lot of people are sort of becoming more familiar with um, is Darius Lockhart. Yeah. You know, like Darius Lockhart has his like I, I, I don't even I, 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 it feels wrong even call it. it's not even a character. That's just you know from from wrestlers that I've spoken to in interviews like that's just you know that's who he is as an individual. <laughs> you know, you always see him advocating you know yeah. for black people and black people in wrestling and you know just black people in general. So it's always cool to see you know Darius Lockhart doing his own thing. Uh, he's with the NWA right now. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I one, one afternoon I was looking through Darius Lockhart matches, and I was on YouTube. I just got into a wormhole of like Lockhart matches. All of a sudden, it was dark outside. I'm like, damn! I've been watching this for a minute. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's that compelling to me. Yeah, he he, he really is, man. And um, also, you know, got got to show the UK some love. There's a uh, there's a guy out there named Michael Oku, uh, aka the OJMO. You know, he's wrestling in Revolution Pro Wrestling right now. He's uh, he, he he's the longest reigning uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling British Cruiserweight Champion of all time. Surpassed Osprey, surpassed Finn Balor, uh, like 14, 15 other, um, you know, notable names throughout the history of professional wrestling. He got them, you know, beat by like 200 days. Um, and, you know, he's doing, he just had a, um, you know, a really highly regarded match uh, against Will Osprey at, at Rare Pro's High Stakes, you know, 2022 show. Um, and, and you know, uh, uh, Michael Loku has had, a, you know, some, some, some really great matches over the past several years or so. Like, I, another one I could recommend is the, uh, the, the, the one he had against, um, El Fantasmo, you know, at Hastings 2020. Another great match. Like, there, there, there's a, like, a, this is like an abundance, man, of, you know, great talent out there. And also, man, uh, Jonathan, as I'm sure you are aware of, man, it's an abundance of great black talent out there. Yeah. A lot of black talent, man, that's making waves, man. They're finding it with, like, a, it's, it's, it's another talent called, um, named Jordan Blade, and she wrestles, like, in the sort of the DMV area. Um, she, you know, she makes her way out, you know, of, of course, but, like, real, like, technical style type wrestler, man, like, real shoot slash MMA grappling, like, I, I, I really like Jordan style, man. Like, she, um, like, that, that promotion, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm rambling right now. No, like, uh, that's like, a good information. Like, it's yeah, good info. Uh, I'm just going, like, down a wormhole right now, like, at the, the Flying V show that I mentioned to you, like, she had this, like, she, she she was in the um she was in a tournament right? and it was like a, a it was a one night only tournament. She wrestled in like three or four matches that night. Every match, man, she was like real precise. Like she was just doing her thing the whole night. And at the end of the the, the final match was probably one of the best one. I, and I'm I'm blanking on the guy's name she was facing right now. I really wish I wasn't, but she had a really great showing throughout that whole night. So definitely, people keep an eye out for um you, you know you know for Jordan Blade. Uh, th- there's this one guy right um named Trevor Ion and. It, his his character might not be everybody's cup of tea. It's like, but it's like this like um like vampire s thing. Like, but but see the thing about it is, and the reason why I respect it is because being on the independent scene, man. Like, I, I feel like it's hard for wrestlers to keep a character consistent throughout multiple different promotions that may want to present you or view you in a, in a different light, or, or, or maybe even how the fans view you. And, and I feel like. Him going just completely on the deep end, you know, with a character like that, that's hit or miss. And he's, like, still going at it, man. Like, you know, hopefully he get his big break one day. But, like, I I, I really respect and, and I like seeing wrestlers who are, like, on the up and up. Like, that's just trying different stuff. And, like, you know, even just uh, specifically speaking about black wrestlers, man, like, I like seeing them try different things. Like, not everybody's going to be meant to be the half fly and that everybody meant is everybody's meant to go be the like the technical submission grappler like like everybody's gonna have this you know this character that's gonna rock, knock the socks off of everybody like and, and i like seeing people just try different stuff man and see what it's, it's sometimes it's gonna miss and that's yeah. just what it is yeah. it, 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 not, not everything is gonna click you know what i'm saying not everything is gonna resonate with everybody but like how i just mentioned with um with trevor ion man i just like he's just doing something different bro and it's, it's different from anything else that's out there right now whether it hits or miss that remains to be seen, and that's just by, you know, whoever views him and have the light they view him in. But I, I just like seeing people try different stuff, man, and just, you know, we, we, we can uh, excuse me, go all day about, like, just the uh, abundance of talent, man, that's on, that's on the independence right now. Like, there's, there, 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 there's so many 
so many, so many, so many people out there right now, man, that's putting in a lot of work. Um, man, uh, it's, it's a lot of people, man. It is a lot of people that should be proud of themselves. I, I feel like I should just be like throwing out all these, you know, random names and I can't name everybody, of course, but like, yeah, that, that definitely, like, I highly recommend, um, you know, checking out the IWTV, you know, streaming service, man. And of course, you can, you know, stuff, stuff is on YouTube, you know, you, you can check out all this stuff, man. It just, you know, just sort of try to indulge yourself in, you know, some of these promotions that you may not know because you might be seeing the next level come to stop. Um, lastly, Drew, and I appreciate your time. I want you, I want you to answer this question for me real quick. Um, so if Cody and Brandy Rhodes were in negotiations to have a new contract with AEW, and again, no contract, why was Brandy given all that time with Dan Lambert on the last Dynamite? Mm. <laughs> what the hell was all that? And now Man. she's gone. What's Lambert gonna do now? <laughs> Dude, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jonathan. Like those Lambert segments, like I was, I was not feeling it, like at all. Like him, you know. So, like, oh wait, I, wait, I, wait, hold on. If he pisses you off, then he did the job. That was the no, point. No, no, no but I, no, I'm, I'm not, not. I wouldn't say necessarily pissing me off. I'm just talking about like I just wasn't like feeling it. It was just like like I, I saw it on the TV, and I was just like, oh, well, you know, this is. This is happening, and then you know that's it. I, it, it I, I wouldn't necessarily say I get like offended by Dan Lambert or anything like that, but it, it's just like I'm not interested in, in, in some of the stuff. Not all the stuff. There, there, there's some stuff where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm intrigued in this. But like as far as what you're saying with the uh, the, the the Brandy Rose thing, I mean, like you know, it, it, it seems like you know it was leading to something with Paige fans and you know, but you know, seemingly that's out the window now. I don't I don't know what you know what they were thinking about that, or, or maybe they were just. You know, in that negotiation process where yeah. it was just like, you know, you know, things are moving along, you know, we having conversations and, you know, they, they just like, hey, we can continue this, you know, while we figure it out. And, you know, <laughs> now, now, now we have what we at now. So, well, wait, they, they denied me of my Brandy Van Zant program. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> You think we was gonna get like a like an MMA cage fight or something on those lines? <laughs> yeah, like, like JK and Warlow did. Yeah, where where's my Van Zant Brandy coming? That would have been a horrible match, but still, I, they they denied me of that. Now that's funny. I just had to I had to slide it in because now it's like, and there's when you have rookie booking, right? That's where it's like. Don't put those people in a position where Cody's got the mic the entire time or Brandy taking up segment two all that time with Dan Lambert when you ain't going when it's not going anywhere without a contract. Nobody does that. That's not right. You don't do that. So that's that's on Tony Khan though because he's got the pencil. Um, lastly, tell people about um, Andrew Thompson um, uh, on YouTube. Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube. Tell people about that and what you're doing there because you just did a fresh interview today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, man, I, I just put out a, um, an interview with the talent. I just mentioned Michael Oku, a.k.a. the OGMO. Um, like I mentioned, he just had a real highly regarded match over there in Rare Pro. Um, you know, I, 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 I try to keep out, you know, put out consistent interviews, man, and then, you know, when I don't have an interview here and there, I put out, like, certain um, certain isolated clips uh, from the interviews. Um, it's Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube. You know, there's a, um, an interview up there with Chris Hero, you know, that a lot of people, you know, seem to enjoy. I got a lot of, you know, great feedback on that. Um, you know, I got an interview up there with a talent, uh, Mikey Nichols, who was in New Japan, formerly known as Nick Miller in WWE. Uh, you know, there's an interview up there with AC Mack. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cut. Savannah Evans from Impact Wrestling. Uh, yeah, John Silver from Impact. I mean, not John Silver, John Scala from, from Impact Wrestling. Uh, I got an interview up there with Mr. Hughes <laughs> for the WWF. Oh, so, yeah, that, that, uh, it, it was cool talking to Mr. Hughes, man. Mr. Hughes is a real cool dude. And, um, yeah, just, just, um, you know, just, just a variety of different interviews out there, man. I, uh, you know, I, I like to interview, you know, a, a lot of times while they're on the ground level. Um, and, you know, see, see how they sort of improve, you know, sort of get back with them and do another interview, you know, maybe a year or two later down the line. Uh, like I did with, uh, Myron Reed, who's currently with MLW. I interviewed him, you know, two or three times on the channel. And, you know, it's been cool to see, like, him have these different accolades, you know, each time, you know, we end up doing the interview. So that's always cool. And yeah, man, it, uh, you know, I appreciate all the support that I get on the channel, man. I'm, I'm at, Thinking like 807 subscribers right now. So, you know, it's been cool to see the growth and, you know, just seeing everybody show love. And, you know, I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so way behind you, man. I'm way behind on subs. But I'm going to catch up one day. I'm going to catch up <laughs> to Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube, man. So, uh, I, r- real quick, Mr. Hughes story. Curtis Hughes story. Okay. <laughs> real quick. Okay. It's, it's, cra- it's crass, but I got to tell this story. 
Okay. So, 1990, 1991. WCW's not doing well. This is the this is before NWO. This is before like uh, Eric Bischoff takes over. This is 91. So, this is like Flair and the WWF. This is like it, it, the house is down at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, right? This is Terry Taylor as the uh, is got a new gimmick going. Terry Taylor's taking on Ricky Morton. And Mr. Hughes is the bodyguard for Terry Taylor. So I'm sitting in my seats with my college buddies. We're there. Even though we're not really into it, we just know wrestling's in town. We just go to see it, right? It's about 3,000 people in an 8,000-seat arena. We're just watching. And so we're sitting by the heel entrance. And so we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, Mr. Hughes comes out. He pops out, and he looks up at me, and I see we lock eyes. He goes, hey, son, let me ask you a question. Where can you find some pussy around here? And then, <laughs> and then goes back to the locker room and leaves. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, Hughes. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, hey man, I'm talking about college buddies. Like, did you hear what he just asked me? He goes, he wasn't talking to you. I'm like, no, he just asked me the question. It's like, <laughs> like, like he did, he, he did his rib on me, like, and like. Cause I'm the one closest to the rail, so he's the one he can whisper that to me, and then like duck duck back in the locker room, and it's just like like I can never prove that because it was never on tape, man. He just kind of would just sit, just says, "Hey, man, where can I find some?" And then let's and then went back and then like ran back to the locker room. It was funny. Yeah, say that Mr. Hughes when, when I had a uh, mathematic convention and after we did our interview, he 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 was under the assumption that he thought I was a wrestler. And like he was like he he asked me, he was like so you, so you're not a wrestler like are you an interviewer I'm like Mr Hughes you just did an interview <laughs> but yeah Mr Mr Hughes man he uh Mr Hughes Mr Hughes man he a cool dude um you know real real funny dude like I'm pretty sure if anybody had the chance to meet him like you would clearly see like the very very sarcastic at times you know very uh you know entertaining guy man so yeah I, I enjoyed my time with Mr Hughes and his uh. Glad to hear that we all have had these, you know, different, <laughs> different, different experiences with one uh, Curtis Hughes. So funny, man. He's one of the OGs. Well, I man, I'm glad you spent some time with us in Chicago. Uh, much success to you, man. I want to link link up with you for a while, but boy, we picked a great day to be able to have our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much news, man. It's busy. It's a busy day and a busy month in wrestling. Oh yeah, we there's like three or four other stories that's way more important than the Elimination Chamber. It's amazing, yeah. right? Hey, so. and J- 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 Jonathan, real quick before, before we uh, before we head out, I wanted to ask you one thing. Yeah, if if if, if Cody is indeed going to WWE, well, how, how how do you think would be the perfect way to to bring him into the fold? Well, my thought is is that he comes in full suit and doesn't say obviously he's not going to say AEW on WWE TV but there's a way of saying I got tired of playing in the minor leagues and now I'm back right I'm, I know and he could talk he could do it a la Jeff Jarrett right remember when Jarrett came back from WCW went to the <laughs> WWE and was just like you know what I, now I know now I'm back in the big leagues and now don't piss me off I'm that goo- I'm that dude now. You know, when I was here at WWE before, I was Stardust, and I was you know I had this mat, you know I had this face paint on, and I had this outfit. Well, now I've grown up, and I'm the son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and I'm going to prove to everybody in the back and everybody in this arena and around the WWE universe that I am a real player. I'm the dealer, or whatever he's going to say, right? Because it's unfortunately Cody can't say it the way he wants to because well. It's got to be scripted and it's got to be, you know, it's just homogenized and watered down. And that's unfortunate, but it should be something like Cody Rhodes, the real deal coming back. That's how you should return. Like businessman that's that's will wrestle anybody and just take over. Right. I mean. Robert Roode could have done the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so many others in the back that could do the same gimmick. But ultimately, it's a winking a nod that. AEW is less than, and I'm back to prove something to WWE. Now, 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 that last six months before he goes back to put on the face paint, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, when you finish, I was about to make a joke about him being slatted back into the mid car. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a cool start, right? I mean, does, does yeah. that make sense? Does that sound like something he, they should do? 
it, 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 it sounds good on the surface level, but then we, I, I think it just remains to be seen as far as how long, uh, how long this sort of high street uh, that that Cody's going to be on. But like, like, like you, like you, I mean, like you just said, I think when he comes in, if he comes in, like I think it's going to be, you know, Cody's going to be the hottest thing that they got. Like, you know, he, he, he really is. But, you know, it only remains to be seen. Like, WWE, they don't really have a sort of a decent track record of keeping these people hot, man, once they come in. Like, I, I think the last person that they that they were able to do that with successfully was AJ. So, I mean, like, I, I mean, and please, if anybody, you know, can remember anybody else, you know, please feel free to correct me. But, like, that's probably the last person that comes to mind when they came in the WWE and it was, like, immediate impact. Like, AJ came in. You know, he was in world title matches. Dude, when he won, he won a world title like what six months into his run. Yeah, and he, he you know, he made uh, Vince McMahon a believer, man. So you know, I don't know how he did that. AJ must have must have fooled him or something. <laughs> I don't know how he did that, but he made Vince McMahon a believer. I mean, I'm not saying that it's like AJ Styles just made this reference to uh, how Vince McMahon views certain talents, but yeah, man, it's gonna be a. Uh, yeah, man, like, like you mentioned, like you mentioned something earlier that sort of stuck out, man. Uh, you know, it, it's hard not to believe the notion that Vince McMahon doesn't hold grudges, man. And you know that, you know, to know that Cody was over there, you know, basically taking it to the competition. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. But it, but one thing I can say, Jonathan, and one thing I think we both definitely agree on is it's interesting as hell. Yeah, absolutely. All of this is interesting. I, I guess. And, and I know my listeners are going to roll their eyes when they hear me say this for the, eight, <laughs> for the 18th time, but I'm going to say it again. It's too bad there aren't more options, right? Yeah. So to to see Cody Rhodes pop up in NWA, if NWA had TV, right? That you got you got YouTube, which is cool. It's a nice it's a nice promotion, but it's a pet project, right? It it should be something more than just hey man, we we do have a promotion going. It should be bigger than that, right? You are you are changing the NWA title in really 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 small towns, right? Matt Cardona wins the championship. How's that not on pay per view? How come that's not on TV? You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta read about it online. It's just I know everybody's not destined to have a a TV network deal. What I'm saying is is that there are a number of these companies, Andrew, that do have the money but won't spend it. Uh, and ROH is a big part of that. Right in your backyard, ROH. Right there. I blame Baltimore, by the way, for ROH being down. I blame <laughs> I blame B more. I'm pissed at B more. Y'all didn't support him. Y'all didn't Man. support him in Baltimore. You know that. Ring of Honor, they uh it's your fault. Yeah, y'all didn't support him. They y'all took ROH for granted. That's what happened. Y'all took it for granted. Every time I every time I order a pay per view when they did TV there, I'm like, damn. That cop, that that arena is empty. What the hell? What happened? Like like with ROH, I, you know what? I'm I'm a, um, I'm gonna remove myself from that because Baltimore was like an hour away from me, almost two hours. So I I, I can't be included in that. But you know what? At the same time, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna take ownership as a part of, as a part of the deal. And I'm gonna just accept it. It is what it is. I'm gonna take the blame for it. You know, I'm gonna take it on the chin, Jonathan. It is what it is. You in the state? It's your fault. <laughs> you in the state you could have hey if ROH is there where, they, where are you going to see ROH Baltimore you're going in the city right yeah alright then that's your fault <laughs> but, but my, my my point is is that companies like you know companies that do have money that you know ROH and I've said this a million times but I mean ROH was AEW they, yeah it could have been without, well they had the talent they just didn't have the TV, right? And they had syndicated TV, which was not enough. You had the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and, you know, all these stars from Japan. You had the deal. And then, you know, Sinclair dropped it, you know. And so that's that sucks. And so my point is, is that this should not be a WWE-AEW conversation. Unfortunately, there aren't more companies that could vie for talent to spread it across the board. But this is why you mentioned the independent TV piece, because at least I could see some of this independent talent and veterans wrestle, you know, and root for the talent more so than the companies. So it makes yeah. sense to me. 100%. 100%. And I mean, I, I, I think we got to sort of, you know, I think it's only fair to throw impact wrestling sort of in that maybe second tier you know, I, I definitely think it's fair to throw them in there. You know, because Impact they do have like I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I, I've I've been like up on like I of course I gotta keep up with Impact Wrestling. You know, uh, covering the news and stuff. Yeah. But like I, I've I've been watching their shows over the past. I, mean, I, I was I would say after the second episode post Hard to Kill, 
Uh, I've pretty much seen every episode of Impact uh, in full length. And they have, like, some really consistent programming. Like, they really do. Like, it, it's been really solid, like, all the way throughout. So, like, if anybody, you know, I, I, I highly recommend, like, that post-hard-to-kill stretch uh, Impact TV, man. Like, the storylines have been good. Like, they've been having some, you know, some real solid, uh, good to great uh, in-ring matches, man. And, you know, they, you know, they, they bringing in, uh, you know, Gorillas of Destiny into the fold and, you know, you know, Jay White's there on the, on the TV tapings and stuff like that. And, you know, they sort of spotlighting Chris Bay within the Bullet Club. And, you know, I, I think we're all still kind of waiting for Chris Bay to have his big breakout moment, um, or big breakout run in Impact Wrestling. So, um, yeah, I, I, Impact, they, they have, like, some real consistent programming right now, man. I, I don't think people should be sleeping on Impact. Huh, what channel are they on? Anyway, Andrew Thompson from PoleWrestling.com joins us here on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. Drew, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hey, man, I I appreciate you, man. This is a good time, man. Uh, Hopefully we do do this again. Huh. Impact Wrestling, you say? I'm about to check that out. That sounds good. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Good to hear from our guy, Andrew Thompson. Does a great job for postwrestling.com. Again, check him out at postwrestling.com. Thanks so much for checking out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to check out our merchandise at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and on Instagram. Check out the link and boom, you're right there. T-shirts, tumblers, sweatshirts, hoodies, mugs, all you need is right there. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday merchandise. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube page, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And we'll talk to you next time. There's so much going on in wrestling. And we cover it right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.